الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا عباد الله اتقوا الله سبحانه وتعالى وراقبوه have taqwa of Allah and know that Allah he sees you, he hears you and he's well aware of what you do. Ayyuhal Muslimun. Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has said in his book وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمًا إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتِ لِقَوْمٍ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ He said from his ayat the signs of Allah is that he has created from you, for you, wives, partners, mates. So that you may find peace and tranquility in them. And he has placed between you love and mercy. Indeed in that there are ayat, there are signs for a people who reflect. Ayyuhal Muslimun. Indeed, the provision that Allah has provided the man with, the blessing of the wife, the blessing of his partner, the twin of man, that is a great and mighty blessing. But like any other blessing, it has tied to it a degree of responsibility. It has tied to it a degree of accountability. And thus we find that the Messenger of Allah, والسلام, on that great day, Yawm Arafah, in the farewell pilgrimage, when he addressed thousands upon thousands upon thousands of his believing men and women, followers, he addressed them with points and he delivered to them advice that they needed to know because this was most likely the last occasion where he's going to face such a great magnitude of believing men and believing women because shortly after that the Messenger of Allah passed away. So from among the points that the Messenger of Allah made and the pieces of advice that the Messenger of Allah delivered was when he said, fin nisa. Fear Allah concerning the women. Because those women, they are captives with you. They are like captives in your hand. You took those wives, you took those women as an amanah from Allah, as a trust from Allah. And you made their private parts become permissible for you by the word of Allah, i.e. by way of marriage, the narration being recorded by Imam Muslim. Therefore, the state that you find yourself in and that you will find yourself in, in the afterlife, the station that you may find yourself in, in the afterlife, perhaps it is based upon and it will be as a consequence as you dealt with your wife in this life, as you treated and managed that responsibility in this life. Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, in what has been recorded by Imam al-Bukhari from Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala an, he said, bin nisa'i khayra. He said, I advise you, I counsel you to adopt a good conduct with the women. Adopt a good attitude towards the women. Why? فَإِنَّهُنَّ خُلِقْنَا مِنْ ضِلَعَ 
Why? Because those women, they have been created from the rib. And the rib, its nature, it is similar to the woman. As far as the eyes of you, ya ayyuha zawj, as far as your eyes as a husband are concerned, you're going to find that the rib, it is crooked, it is bent. And in a similar fashion, the woman, in your eyes, you're going to find certain things in her to be crooked, to be bent, to be curved. You're going to find things in her which you find irritable. You may find things in her which don't please you. But that rib, if you were to grab it from one end and grab the other end of the, the rib with your other hand, and then you try to straighten that rib that is bent, what is going to happen? That rib, based upon the, the pressure that you're applying upon it, is going to crack, it's going to break, and soon it's going to snap. Thusly is the nature of the woman. You're going to find things in her which you don't find pleasing. Things in her which irritate you. Things in, in her that vexate you. Things in her which you don't understand. Her personality matters in her that you're not going to... You're not going to find pleasable. But now if you start to pick at the niggles in that wife of yours, that amana, that trust that has been placed in your hand. If you start to pick at those niggles, if you start to criticize her, why did you do this? Why did you speak like this? Why did you do this? Why did you... If you continuously, persistently start to criticize her and pick at the, at the niggles in her nature, then what's going to happen? Similar to the rib, she's going to, she's going to crack. She's going to break, and sooner or later she's going to snap, and your marriage is going to snap, your marriage is going to break, your marriage may end up, end up in divorce. Therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said in his book, Live with them bil ma'roof, live with them in a goodly manner. Sheikh al-Allama Abdurrahman al-Sa'idi rahimahullah ta'ala, he said in his tafsir of this ayah, المعاشرة القولية والفعلية فعل الزوج أن يعاشر زوجته بالمعروف من الصحبة الجميلة وكف الأذى وبذل الإحسان وحسن المعاملة الشيخ he said that this this معروف this goodly conduct that you are obligated to observe towards your wife it includes goodly conduct in your statements it includes goodly conduct in your actions. Therefore, he said, it is a must, it is obligatory, it is binding upon the husband that he lives with his wife, bil ma'roof. He lives with his wife in a goodly manner. By giving her a beautiful form of companionship, by removing and blocking harm from reaching her, by putting in a great amount of effort in being good and kind and generous, towards her by living with her in a good, excellent manner. Allah, he said, مِثْلُ A person may say, okay, my Lord has commanded me to live with my wife, بِالْمَعْرُوفِ in a goodly manner. To what extent? Allah, he said, and they, the wives, just as it is obligatory upon them to observe ma'roof towards their husbands, to observe a goodly conduct towards their husbands. And a great responsibility is on their heads as well. As Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, he said, وَلَوْ صَلُحَ أَنْ يَسْجُدْ لَأَمَرْتُ الْمَرْأَةَ أَنْ تَسْجُدْ عَلَيْهَا If I was to have ordered any human to prostrate to any human, 
then I would have ordered the woman to prostrate to her husband due to the great right that he has upon her. But just as it is obligatory, just as it is obligatory upon the woman to observe ma'roof towards her husband, then in a similar fashion, it's also obligatory upon the husband to observe an equal degree of ma'roof, an equal degree of goodly conduct towards his wife. You want your wife to respect you? You also have to. It's obligatory upon you to respect your wife. You don't want your wife to humiliate you outside in public? Likewise, it is obligatory upon you not to humiliate your wife outside in public. You want your wife to have a beautiful appearance for you? Did you know, Ya Abdullah, that likewise upon you is a similar degree of obligation of beautifying yourself to, to your wife? You're going to find things in your wife, it's, it's unquestionable, that you find detestable, that you do not like. So what do you do in that type of situation? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, فَإِن فَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَيَجْعَلَ اللَّهُ فِيهِ خَيْرًا كَثِيرًا If you dislike them, if you dislike your wives, then perhaps you may find something in them, then perhaps you may find, then perhaps what you hate in them, Allah will place a great and abundance of good. Perhaps you may dislike something concerning them. But in that thing that you dislike, Allah may place an abundance of good. Al-Allama Abdurrahman Sa'di rahimahullah. Concerning this ayah, he said, أي ينبغي لكم أيها الأزواج أن تمسكوا زوجاتكم مع الكراهة لهن فإن في ذلك خيرا كثيرا من ذلك امتثال أمر الله وقبول وصيته التي فيها سعادة الدنيا والآخرة ومنها أن إجباره نفسه مع عدم محبته لها فيه مجاهدة النفس والتخلق بالأخلاق الجميلة وربما أن الكراهة تزول وتخلفها المحبة كما هو الواقع في ذلك وربما رزق منها ولدا صالحا نفع والديه في الدنيا والآخرة In you holding on to that wife that you dislike or she has certain features that you may dislike and find detestable الشيخ عبد الرحمن السعدي he mentioned you holding on to that wife in it there are four benefits from them is that you holding on to that wife that you dislike or features of hers that you dislike in it there is holding on to the advice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala following the advice of Allah jalla wa az if you follow the advice of Allah are you ever going to fail you'll never fail secondly if you hold on to that wife that wife that you dislike or features of hers that you dislike perhaps by way of that Allah will provide a righteous child that will benefit you in this life and the afterlife Likewise, the Shaykh, he said that thirdly, if you hold on to that wife, that wife that you dislike, in it there is a cultivation of your soul. In it there is a disciplining of your soul, refining your character, and thus you'll end up giving birth, giving birth to beautiful characteristics. Likewise, in you holding on to a wife, a wife that you may dislike, or features of hers that you dislike, it could be the case that Allah replaces that feature with something that you love. He replaces that disliked feature with a beloved feature to you. مرة من المرات اتصل شاب بالشيخ العلامة عبد العزيز بن باز رحمه الله تعالى 
وذكر للشيخ بأنه قد طلق زوجته ثم سرد يذكر للشيخ مساوي زوجته زوجته المطلقة هل تعرفون ما الذي قال قال له الشيخ one time on an occasion a young man he called a sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Baz رحمه الله telling the sheikh that he has divorced his wife and then he began to mention the ill qualities of his wife do you know what the sheikh sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Baz what his response was his response was he said يا بنيا هذه هذه الدنيا ما فيها حور العين he said, oh my child, oh my son, this dunya, it doesn't, it doesn't have hur al-ayn. It doesn't have the wide-eyed maidens of paradise. You want the hur al-ayn? Have patience, my brother. Have patience and then once you're dead and you find yourself in paradise by the mercy of Allah, then there you'll find your hur al-ayn. But it's inevitable that in this life, you're going to find your wife to be imperfect. The imperfection, it may differ and it may vary from one marriage to another. But it's inevitable that you're going to find certain things that you find irritable that you don't dislike. How do you then address that situation? By returning to the sunnah of Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam in what has been recorded by Muslim. From Abi Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala an. He said, لا يفرك مؤمن مؤمنة إن كرها منها خلقا رضي منها آخر No believer should hate a believing woman, his wife. Why? Because if he dislikes something in her, then he's going to find another characteristic in her that he finds pleasing, that he finds pleasurable, that he likes. The best guidance is in the guidance of Al-Mustafa He has told us that the Lord, the Mighty, the Majestic, has created the two such in such a manner. That if you find a woman who believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and she believes in Yawm al-Akhir and she believes in the messengers, she has Iman. It's inevitable then, if she has these prerequisites, that you're going to find things in her that you like. Search for them. Look for them. That will save and protect your marriage. Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. He said, in what has been recorded by Imam Tirmidhi, declared Sahih by Imam al-Albani, from the hadith of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, he said, خيركم, خيركم لأهلي, لأهلي. He said, the best of you, and he was addressing the companions, the best of you is he who is best to his ahl, to his family, to his wives. And I am the best of people to my wives, to my family. Perhaps you may find a person. Everybody, they speak so well of him. Everybody, they celebrate the praises concerning this man. Everybody say that this man, he is very tolerant. He's such a patient brother. He's such a kind brother. He's such a generous brother. And so on and so forth. When news of that information reaches his wife, she becomes shocked. She becomes amazed. Because she, all she knows about this man that everybody celebrates the praises concerning is intolerance, is niggardliness, Stinginess, harshness, no love for her, no time for her, no respect for her. This type of person, the Messenger of Allah, what did he say? The best of you is he who is best to his wife. So all of that, that veneer that he exhibits in front of his friends, in front of his brothers, in front of the companions of his, that he's such a generous person, kind person, all of that is what? It's fake. It's a fraudulent form of generosity and kindness. Why? Because the reality of his nature, it comes to surface 
when the door closes and when he's inside his house. When he comes inside his house, the generosity, it is flown outside of the window. Kindness, it is flown outside of the window. All the woman receives now is abuse. All the woman receives now is swearing and insults. All the woman now receives is beating from this man. This man that everybody else thinks he is the best of them. No, the best of you is he who is best to his wife when the door, when the door shuts. And the best of men to his wives was Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. On an occasion, Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, discord, it happened, a niza' discord, it occurred between him and his wife, Ummul Mu'mineen Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he walked into the house while this argument is taking place. When he came into the house, he saw Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha raising her voice against Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thus Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he rushed towards his daughter. He rushed towards Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha in order to hit and beat her. He said, do not allow me to see you raising your voice against the Messenger of Allah. And the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, what did he do? He came in between Abu Bakr and his, and his wife. Abu, Allah's Messenger, he blocked Abu Bakr from hurting Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Then Abu Bakr, he left the house in a state of anger. Do you know what the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, did when his father-in-law left? Do you think he turned around and he said to his wife, how dare you raise your voice while Abu Bakr is in the house? Did the Messenger of Allah then begin to slap his wife, beat his wife, insult his wife? The Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, after Abu Bakr had left, and after this incident of Aisha raising her voice against him, he says to her, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he says, كَيْفَ رَأَيْتِنِي كَيْفَ رَأَيْتِنِي أَنْقَذْتُكِ مِنَ الرَّجُلِ He said, did you see how I ended up saving you from the man? Did you see how I ended up protecting you from the man? The Messenger of Allah after this wife has raised her voice against him. In the presence of someone else, he says to her, he jokes with her, he jests with her, and he says, did you see how I protected you from the man? Sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the hadith being recorded in Imam Ahmad's Al-Musnad and Abu Dawood, Dekat Sahih by Imam, Imam Muqbil ibn Hadi al-Wadi'i, Rahimahullah ta'ala, Astaghfirullah, Innahu huwal ghafurur rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulihi al-kareem Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in amma ba'd Allah's Messenger, he says Ittaqullaha fi nisa The hadith of Jabir recorded by my Muslim Fear Allah concerning the women Why? فَإِنَّهُنَّ عَوَانٌ عِنْدَكُمْ Why? Because they are captives in your hand أَخَذْتُمُوهُنَّ بِأَمَانَةِ اللَّهِ You took them as an amana from Allah subhanahu and as we said, the state that you may find yourself in, in Al-Jannah or Al-Nar, it could be the case that it's as a consequence as, you, as and how you dealt with that responsibility. You should reflect. Because this reflection, perhaps it may cause, it may cause those men that are negligent concerning the rights of their wives, it may cause them to realize something. That wife of yours, 
if you think about it. She left her house. She left her mother. She left her father. She left the household she grew up in. Her brothers, her sisters, her uncles, her aunties, her cousins. The neighborhood that she grew up in, she's left all of that. Her whole life in one moment, in one night, all of it has transformed. For what reason has she transformed her life? For what reason has she changed her life? For you, the husband, she has changed her whole life and left everything behind. Therefore, upon that reflection, isn't it fair, isn't it just that you give some attention to your wife, fulfill her rights to some degree, give her some regard, give her some respect and don't believe that respect is only deserved for you the man that you the man respect should be given to you time should be given to you but for the wife she doesn't deserve any respect why because she's a servant in my house she is a cleaner in my house and nothing else than that she is just some type of appliance in my house she is just some type of property that i possess if you reflect upon this if you reflect upon this reality that your wife has done in sacrifice for you, then perhaps you will realize and perhaps you will think and reflect that really and truly I should also repay her. I should also give something to her because if it's the case that you demand your wife to fulfill your rights, but then you are negligent, stingy, lazy concerning fulfilling her rights, then there's a great amount of there's a great amount of terror that you could face. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said in his book, He said, Woe be to the mutaffifeen, the stingy, niggly ones. Who are they? Those type of people who when they, when they seek a measure, when they seek a measure, they want it to be filled. He comes up to you and he says, Give me a kilogram of beans for example and he does not tolerate that you have any deficiency in that regard don't give me 999 grams of of barley or wheat or beans give me 1000 grams and make sure there isn't even a gram that is less those who when they seek a measure they want it to be filled but when they have to weigh when they have to measure, then they are deficient in that regard. Do these people not think that they are going to be resurrected for a great and mighty, tremendous, awful day? The day when mankind, they shall stand in front of the Rabb of the Alameen. Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih al-Uthaymeen rahimahullah ta'ala in his tafsir of these ayat he mentioned that these ayat they are applicable to anyone and everyone who demands his rights to be fulfilled but then he is niggardly, stingy, lazy in fulfilling the rights of those others and then he explicitly mentioned whom? the husbands and he said how many of them are they? who demand their wives to fulfill their rights, but when it comes to them fulfilling the rights of their wives, 
they are lazy they are negligent in that regard these type of husbands do they not think that they are going to be resurrected for a great and tremendous awful terrifying day the day when those husbands they shall stand they shall come out of their graves and then they shall find after having lived a life of oppression against a woman a woman that no longer has a father to look over her a mother to defend her her brother her uncles they're not there she's by herself he lived a whole life of oppressing her now that day shall come when he'll exit his grave before him will be Rabbul Alameen subhanahu wa ta'ala and then his Rabb shall take him to account of the oppression that he executed in the life of this world وَصَلِ اللَّهُمَ عَلَى نَبِيْنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَأَقِيمِ الصَّلَاةِ